everyone back to Abbey Cast. We have none other than the very Reverend John Zagarella with us in the studio today. Father Jen, thanks for being with us. It's great to be here, Andrew. Always nice to be with you in the Springhouse. That's right. And uh, we're going to do a little wrap-up today of Season 2 of Rock the Word, from which, of course, you know Father John. And uh, we'll talk about uh, maybe what he's got up his sleeve, up his habit, uh, <laughs> for uh, the next season of Rock the Word and even beyond. Uh, maybe uh a live rock the word here at the Abbey. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. So, um, Father John, uh, do you have any thoughts as you've wrapped up now your second season of this new program? It's really taken off. It's very popular. Um, you know, the Springhouse is something that we could have never foreseen having to emerge, but here it has, and uh, it's with us now. And uh, you are one of the main characters in that story. So, uh, what do you think about these two seasons so far? It, it's been a, a grace. Um, it's been a tremendous grace for me. It really has because um, I, I've said before, um, it, 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 it's an opportunity for me to express my spirituality in a way that I never was able to before. So it's been a real grace. And, um, I, you know, as I said before, uh, in other times and this really comes from a deeply personal part of my spirituality. And um, so I always knew, of course, from when I was young, really young, that music was deeply connected to my spirituality. And uh, when this opportunity came to do Rock the Word, there were a lot of songs in my head. So like in the first season, there were a lot of songs that came to me um, rather quickly. You know, and then um, when we started the second season, the um, the tendency was for me to go deeper inside, and I sort of um, allowed because I was a little bit more comfortable with the format, even you know, and it, it I allowed the inspiration to take me to places I might not expect to go. Okay, so. You know, like, for example, um, we started season two with uh, a disco song by Kylie Minogue from yep. her last, her latest record. You know, like, that was kind of a surprise, but that song just spoke to me as soon as I heard it. And then we went into some classics like uh, See Me, Feel Me by The Who and uh, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother by The Hollies. And then a new song by Coldplay called Higher Power. So mm -hmm. season two definitely took me to places that um, I, I didn't necessarily um, see coming, but that's yeah. the beauty of it. That, that, that's the beauty of Rock the Word that I'm even finding for myself, that um, it can take me to places that I might not have, uh, that I didn't plan. Yeah. And it's very obvious, too, when we sit down to record these, I'll give a little backstage past our viewers here, but um, for the most part, Father John records these in one take. Every once in a while, when you finish, you'll be like, oh, I had another thought of something I wanted to say, can I add that in? But that's the exception and not the rule. You are 
uh, in this case, a one-hit wonder. You know, really, <laughs> the one-take wonder. And I think that's very impressive. Well, you know, you have the practice of giving reflections and homilies, so I would imagine that helps you. But um, you can really see the spirit moving within him. Especially, too, sometimes day of filming, he'll come up to me and I'll be like, you know, I'm still deciding between these two songs. And um, you can tell it's very in the moment that it all happens. So yeah. it, it's really impressive. Yeah, I, I really do... Um... Just, I spend time by myself, um, either, you know, just in my room or, or in the church or taking a walk around these beautiful grounds and, um, you know, I just put myself in the Lord's hands and mm -hmm. that's really where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it, it, I see it really as an extension of, um, what's been happening to me spiritually um, since 2014. Okay. I, I went back to uh, Archmere. You know, I was the headmaster at Archmere in the early 2000s, and then I went back in 2014, and primarily I worked as a guidance counselor, but I was asked to teach Norbertine spirituality. Mm -hmm. And that, that really, I have to say, that changed my life. Mm -hmm. It really did. And uh, the, 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 in the nutshell, the reason why it changed my life is because it put me back in touch um, with the foundational documents of our order. Right. You know, like um, the two lives of Norbert, the Vita A and the Vita B. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Father Antry, Father Ted Antry, God rest him, and Father Andrew Saferni. Uh, edited a book that's in the uh, Classics of Western Spirituality series on Norbert and early Norbertine spirituality. And I use that to teach my class. But, you know, like every teacher, you have to, you have to internalize the material before mm -hmm. you can teach it to anybody else. Mm -hmm. Certainly students, you know. So I had to go back and do all that. And, of course, along with that came the rule of Augustine, which is our rule of religious life. And... Um, so that, that really was um, what I think for me was uh, a, a turning point in my, in my life as an Orbertine. And um, teaching this course now, I'm, I'll start my eighth year wow. teaching the course in Orbertine Spirituality in, in September. And um, it, it's, just been, it's just been remarkable. And I think that experience of getting in touch with um, Norbert and Augustine and their charism and spirituality really is the wellspring that I think is the is what you see in, in Rock the Word. Well, it's seamless how you weave Norbert and stories of his life and of the Norbertine charism into your reflections that you do in Rock the Word. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you'll go from talking about Elton John in one breath to the life of St. Norbert in another, and it, there's a you know, no, like, wait, how did we get from there? It's very seamless. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that because I, I, uh, I have to say that it, um, it for me, um, it, it, it all comes together somehow. I, like you say, I could be talking about an Elton John song and a scripture just comes to mind and a story from the life of Norbert. And, uh, you know, his life was, um, he was an incredible 
person. I wish I would have had the chance to actually meet him, but he very charismatic and um, a powerful preacher, uh, a powerful healer and reconciler. And, uh, you know, the thing that struck me, um, uh, of course I read this, all these, the B to A, the B to B, the rule of Augustine and all that when I was a novice, but it, it struck me in a whole new way as an adult. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to find out and to really see in, in the lives of Norbert all the encounters that he had mm -hmm. with the devil, mm -hmm. uh, the old adversary, he'll mm -hmm. call it, in the, the V to A or the V to B. Mm -hmm. And... Um, to see all those encounters and how he he uh, kept his focus and how the the devil would come to the confreres mm -hmm. as well, you know. So that really spoke to my spirituality and, and my own spiritual journey about, you know, just staying grounded. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it spoke to me about the fact that when we make these moves towards a deeper spirituality, you know, that, that, that's the last thing in the world that the devil wants. Mm. So, so his life really began to speak to me. Um, the fact that he was, um, a charismatic preacher, you know, there were people that were flocking to Norbert, men and women, um, back when he walked the face of the earth, an itinerant preacher who walked from one place to the other. Mm -hmm. And he, was tireless mm -hmm. in what he did, you know. Um, and the fact that he is uh, a healer and a reconciler. Right. So can I ask you, how do the students respond to that um, that character of Norbert, of being known as a minister of peace and reconciliation and concord? How do the kids in, you know, their awareness of the world today and how things are fractured... Um, how do they respond in, in response to that model? It's a great question, and I have to tell you, you know, at the end of the at the end of each semester, it's a one semester course, mm -hmm. but at the end of each semester, I ask the kids, you know, what's your takeaway from this class? Mm -hmm. You know, what 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 is it that you're going to keep in your knapsack? You know, your right. your book bag as you move from this class into next year, or you know, some of these kids are seniors and they're transitioning on to college. Mm -hmm. Inevitably inevitably three or four kids will speak about how important the aspect of reconciliation struck them yeah. and how they finally they see in in real life like in the life of Norbert and in what he did that yes in fact sometimes we might think that things are we can never get over this we can never get over that we could never forgive this we could never get past that but the life of Norbert shows them and it blows me away that yes reconciliation and forgiveness are possible mm. even for some really egregious things and mm -hmm. we talk about this pretty extensively mm -hmm. in the course because it's the key characteristic of Norbert's spirituality so yeah. I really make a big deal about it and um, in fact in the first semester which happens you know at the end of August into September and towards Christmas, I try to show a film on forgiveness around September 11th. Okay. To to really make that impact. But to your question, 
the kids really pick up on that. Yeah. And they they can, that's very relatable to their own life and their own life experience. I think as a teenager, at least from my own experience, you're constantly entering into these situations where there's a need for reconciliation. I mean, we always are, always are throughout our lives, right? But as a teenager, you're really trying to figure out what the heck is going on with the world and this life and your life and and you know you're at odds with yourself you're at odds with your parents with other people any sort of uh, authority figure you might be at odds with as a teenager especially right so um i think there's also that intuitive desire within you know from the spirit from the soul that calls us to that wholeness that we find in reconciliation right so naturally these kids are going to pick up on how important that is especially when we see from uh, you know whether you want to call it society or politics or whatever reconciliation is hardly ever the focus it's usually like response or rebuttal or retaliation right Mm -hmm. it's not a coming back together yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so they'll relate things like um you know opponents on a sports team Mm. and how even though you know they're both trying to win the game at the end they support each other Mm -hmm. or if there's like a crisis on one team or if there's a crisis on Archmere's team, how the other team responds in kindness and how the guys or the girls on an Archmere team might respond in kindness to the other team. And they'll talk about siblings. And and I, I've even had kids say to me, you know, um, I had an argument with a friend of mine a year ago and I never thought reconciliation was possible. But after taking this class, I said hello to them in the hallway and oh, we started cool. a conversation. So that... Hey, that that just that blows me away. Yeah. Because I I you know, kids are so sincere. Mm-hmm. And the sincerity in that just comes across and that's very powerful. Yeah. And now what age are these students? They're juniors and seniors. So okay. they're, you know, probably between 16 and 18 at some point. Yeah, and in knowing that Archmere Academy does the Kairos or Kairos, depending on who you ask, retreat, um, I would imagine that your course is foundational and them then having that very real experience of community and forgiveness and reconciliation that can happen on a Kairos retreat. So Yeah, the, the kids have, a lot of the kids have also, uh, one, of, one of the features of the class is that um, like once every eight days or whatever, they're uh, expected to do a reflection on where they see Norbertine spirituality alive in the world in which they live. So, oh. you know, it could be anywhere. It could be in a book. It could be in a movie. It could be in a at their cla- another class. It could be in a relationship with their parents or a friend or whatever. It could be in a song. An episode know, of Rock the an Word. An episode of Rock the Word, you know. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, but um, so th- they, they will write about... Um, all these different places where they see Norbertine spirituality. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, do the students know about Rock the Word One Fifty Three? Oh, I I'm going to get a lot of I'm going to get a lot of bad grades on this. You know, it's funny. I um, I real I I this is true confession. I really need to make it more available to the kids. Okay. I really do. Mm-hmm. I. I guess I compartmentalize it for some strange reason. Okay. You know, I, this is a function of the springhouse, but, you know, it would be great to um, show these episodes of Rock the Word in that class. Yeah. yeah. And 
in your defense, as prior, you have a lot going on. So sometimes you need to, you know, keep things where they are. But yeah, I, no, I, but but the point is well made. I mean, it really is. I definitely, um, I definitely need to make it available to the kids. And um, yeah, because like I said, I. I use, and, and you know, the kids at Archmere do love classic rock, so oh, yeah. they, they know what's going on with the 70s and the 80s music, nice. and, um, but they also, they get a kick out of me when I talk about, you know, Billie Eilish or, <laughs> you know, one of these, uh, you know, one of these new singers, of, and, uh, but, but the truth is, they know that I really love it. Right. I, I mean, I love, you know, Elton and Rod Stewart and Fleetwood Mac and, you know, all that, and uh, but I also love Billie Eilish, and and they know that they know that I love the music of today as well. Well, when they find out about Rock the Word, uh, they're gonna take you to a whole new level of internet stardom, perhaps. No doubt, you know, <laughs> kids have a way of doing that. But, they do. Uh, they they work that magic of technology. They do. Um, now we've switched some things up with Rock the Word. Our last episode of the second season, the closing episode, uh, the Elton John tune. Answer in the Sky was filmed at an alternate location out of the Prior's office in the Abbey, still on the Abbey grounds, down at the Spring House, also known as the Chapel of St. John the Baptist. Uh, so what inspired that move? Well, uh, for one thing, we actually filmed it on uh, the Solemnity of St. John the Baptist, right. which I, at first it didn't even dawn on me, but again, you know, uh, it's really true. I mean, these inspirations just keep coming. And I thought it would be nice for the last episode of season two to switch it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized that it was the Solemnity of St. John the Baptist, it was a no-brainer to take it down to the Springhouse, you know, where the where the media gets its name. Yeah, and ever since, um, you know, the Abbey uh, last year was needing to be closed with COVID, and we really started to... You know, um, you know, shift things around, and we went back down to the spring house, and this new ministry started, and our maintenance crew here has done a phenomenal job of just making that place look beautiful down there. Um, it's like every time I go back down there, there's a new addition, like whether it's a railing or um, candles in the window or something. And this time we went down there, and there was an icon of Saint John the Baptist. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a beautiful setting, and it's always been a special place. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, from my days way back, uh, many, many moons ago now, but, but walks to the spring house were always special mm -hmm. and, uh, it's always been a special place and, um, you know, it, it maintains its, its beauty. It's just gorgeous. And the surroundings, like you say, now that it's been, um, spruced up and the landscaping and everything has been updated and, um, it's just a beautiful spot, and that was so um, appropriate because, again, the song Answer in the Sky, to be outside and have the blue sky overhead, and yeah. just was a nice, a nice blend of scripture, pop music, and God's creation all around us. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So do you have any inspiration for uh, future uh, new sets for episodes? Well, that's funny you should ask. I, uh, I would love to film an episode of Rock the Word by the, by the seashore. Mm. Um, it's, 
it's such a special place, such a special place for me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of the places where I really, I go to meet God by yeah. the seashore. And of course, biblically and scripturally, the, the seashore is so special and mm-hmm. so prominent. And um, I would love to do an episode down there. And, uh, you know, so who knows, Andrew, I might be asking you to take all the equipment here and head to the beach what do you think absolutely i can unplug these wires and unhook these microphone arms and we'll be on our way yeah, that, yeah. And, and now's high time for it it's july 15th today and um you know the weather's beautiful so yeah yeah i, I think we could uh, uh skip lunch here at the abbey and go grab some boardwalk pizza hey <laughs> always always good and an ice cream cone after that of course think? of course yeah no that sounds awesome i'd love to do something like that with you yeah yeah you know i think it's nice. It's nice to switch it up, and um, I love doing it from my office, or you know. And the grounds here are so beautiful. That's uh, right. Yeah. So there's there's lots of different um, avenues to explore. Yeah, and I thought you were gonna say a beach in Hawaii, and we were gonna need to, uh, you know, use the budget to secure some plane tickets out there. Well, you know, for me, there's no place like Hawaii, and boy, oh boy, if we could do a, a rock the word then. Waikiki Beach or one of those gorgeous secluded beaches on one of the islands. Boy, oh boy. We'll save that for the uh, USA Tour 2022. Ah, the Rock the Word Tour. Yep. Yeah, all right. Yep. Well, speaking of uh, a live iteration of Rock the Word, um, we have something exciting to announce here. Our newsletter will be coming out within the coming weeks. You'll be receiving it either online, digitally, or in your mailboxes. Um, but, uh, Father John, you want to uh, tell a little bit more about that? Yeah, so... Um, so Andrew, our fearless leader of Springhouse Media, uh, asked me if I would be interested in doing a day of rock election, a day of rock election. You heard that right. And as soon as he asked me to do a day of rock election, could I possibly say no? (laughs) So on November 13th, um, we're going to do a day of rock election. That's right. And uh, it's going to start at 12 o'clock. It'll go till 5 o'clock. You know, our Vespers here is at 4.30, so mm-hmm. it would conclude with Vespers and then end up at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to feature the music of Elton John. Yep. Um, and part of the reason for that is, in, in addition to the fact that he's my favorite artist, um, the fact that there really are so many of his songs that are spiritual Mm. in nature. Like he sings a song called Blessed Mm. um, from his 1995 uh, 1995 album uh, Made in England. And it talks about, you know, the child about to be born. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the one which takes place along the the seashore. There's so many of his songs. And I just thought it would really be nice... um, for the first day of rock election to uh, feature his music. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about it and uh, hope that hope that it gets a good response. Yeah, the theology of Sir Elton. Yeah, yeah. you know, and we don't normally think about stuff like that, but, mm-hmm. you know, music that beautiful, you know, and even, even you know, I'll, I'll just make a segue here to when we did in Rock the Word the remake of The Sounds of Silence by uh, Simon and Garfunkel, the remake by the metal band Disturbed. I mean, 
in order for something to be that beautiful, it's got to come from a, a, a deep inner place, mm -hmm. you know. And that's probably what ultimately gets tapped into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, there's a definitely a, a more of a substance to that writing that you're talking about, these allusions to biblical imagery, archetypal imagery, and... I remember I saw a, a book years ago. It was like the theology of Bruce Springsteen or yeah. something like that. You know, these bands like Led Zeppelin, The Grateful Dead, they have an archetypal nature to their lyrics and their words and the, uh, the compositions of the song. So it's very true. And uh, you yourself are like a scholar that unpacks these and makes it available for people. So You know, and even, even to the point of where these artists express their exploration of spirituality, mm -hmm. of, you know, of life, and uh, Beth even, and, mm. it, you know, it just comes from, um, it comes from that deep, you know, we're all body, mind, spirit, mm -hmm. all of us are, mm -hmm. and I just think art is one of the ways that spirituality gets externalized. And it's one of the more authentic ways to express that mystical sense that we experience, that sense of oneness with God, oneness with the universe, oneness with all creation. That's right. It's usually only best, you know, transposed into a song or a poem or a beautiful, you know, a painting or something like that. If we try and use regular words to describe it, you know, it, it doesn't do it justice. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and so, you know, it's, uh, it's very exciting, but I, so, uh, my takeaway Andrew, from this podcast, is that uh, I have some homework to do. I gotta get Rock the Word into my Norbertine spirituality class. That's right. That's right. Well, I know you're gonna be a hit with those students when you expose them to the wonderful world of Rock the Word. I have to ask you, uh, how do these students do with putting it together that a professed religious like yourself can also be a rocker? Yeah. You know, like I said before, you know, they, they get a real kick out of, uh, especially when I pull a name out of the hat of a, of a current singer, you know. Uh -huh. But the, the truth of the matter is that um, this has really been such an integral part of my vocation story. And, you know, what I'd like to say to anybody who might be listening to, you know, if you ever had that inkling to investigate religious life or, or maybe even the Norbertine community. Um, you know, the surprise that I had in my life was that the two are not so different as you might think, right. you know? Yeah. And um, so, you know, sometimes I think uh, young people, I know when I was discerning my vocation, like you think, oh, you know, who could I tell this to, or, you know, would anybody else ever be thinking this, or is it just me, or whatever. Of course, when you're younger, um, those kind of things go through your head, but really and truly, you know, I would encourage anybody who um, had inklings to uh, uh, perhaps explore spirituality in a way that might lead to vocation, mm. vocational choice, to to stay with that, mm. and... Um, you know, maybe put an inquiry into the Abbey. Um, I think it would be a, I think it's a great thing. Uh, and, you know, to, to connect that to the spirit of St. Norbert. I mean, one of the things that we know is that the, the people that followed him were, were many. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't necessarily follow a cookie cutter. I think the most important thing to 
realize is that all of these different spiritual avenues, whether it's, you know, scripture itself or even something as unseeming as rock and roll, or, you know, wherever these things touch your spirit, to recognize that um, God uses it all. Yeah. And, um, you know, as long as the, the spirit of love, a spirit of uh, wanting to use your vocation to heal mm-hmm. and maybe even reconcile, you know, the Lord even uses rock and roll. That's right. That's right. And here, you know, the order has been in a way in the Abbey an amplifier, if we want to use a rock image, for your passion and how you connect to God. Yeah. Here we are through Rock the Word sharing it with the world. Yeah. And it feels as Norbertine as anything else, i got to tell you. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Father John, thank you so much for sharing these um, these important things you hold within you and uh, now you share with us through Rock the Word and through the podcast today. Um, it means a lot to us that you're so willing to you know, share your authentic love for music and rock and roll with us in a way that also captures your spirituality. That's a very valuable thing. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for that. Thanks for being with us today. And uh, you heard Father John, if you're interested in coming out to uh, the Abbey here in November for a live presentation of Rock the Word 153 and an afternoon of rock election, uh, you can go to dalesford.org to find out more about that. Or, of course, you can find us on social media. And like Father John was talking about in terms of vocation, if you are feeling that call, if you are discerning for that next step in your life and feel as if it might be towards a religious life, give us a call here at the Abbey. You can reach out to uh, or send an email to vocations at dalesford.org. And our vocations team, Norbert teams, will be happy to be in contact with you and communicate with you throughout that process. Um, you never know, you might find yourself wearing a habit and you know waxing poetic on your favorite uh, rock and roll songs one day. So um, no matter you know, what your passions are in life, they can really um, come to, to bloom in you know, the way that God calls you to live that out uniquely. So um, a retreat may be part of that discernment process. So I can help you with a retreat if you're interested. The Abbey is open for private and personal retreats treats, just give me a call at 610-601-8702 or shoot me an email, adrdelsford.org, and I'll be happy to help you out with that. As always, we're grateful for your support. That's what makes the Springhouse possible, whether it's by your financial donations, whether it's by your prayers, or whether it's by sharing this content on social media. It all helps us out, and we're very grateful for that. Rock it loud, pray it proud. Amen. We'll catch you next time. Amen.